0: It is Monday, January 25th, 2021, and you are tuned into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Today on the show, we are talking Kyle Larson's Lucas Late Model win, but a co-foid impressing at the Wild Wing shootout, and we have a ton of news from the last few days to get into, so let's jump in. Lucas Late Model Dirt Series opener on Friday night at All Tech Raceway was rained out, so that left Saturday night uh, to get the season started before the late model competitors head to East Bay. The night's result was the talk of social media following the race, with discussion continuing into Sunday. Kyle Larson was in the field, set to make his fourth Lucas start and sixth Lucas late model start overall, and he was fast early going third quick in his qualifying group. That put him on the pole for the sixth heat race, which he went out and won. For the night's feature, he started sixth behind Tyler Herb, Brandon Overton, Devin Moran, Kyle Bronson, and Brian Shirley. It didn't take him long, though, to start his march to the lead. He was up to fourth by lap three and hunting down Herb, Moran, and Overton out front. Later, with the leaders in lap traffic, Larson was able to slip by Herb on lap 14 to take the lead and unfortunately for the field that was all she wrote the race went caution free and over the remaining 37 laps Larson built a massive lead at the end Larson grabbed the win by nearly 16 seconds over second place he lapped up to ninth place in the field as well Devin Moran finished second Mike Marler third Jimmy Owens fourth and Brandon Shepard rounded out the top five in the ongoing discussion about Larson's greatness behind the wheel this just added more fuel to the fire just days after he won his second straight chili bowl for him to show up in Florida and absolutely dominate a field of nearly 60 of the best late model drivers on the planet was just absolutely insane. In four Lucas starts now, he's got two wins and a fifth. It sounds like he won't race anymore during speed weeks, instead choosing to focus on his return to NASCAR with Hendrick Motorsports, but he will race plenty through the season on dirt with the sprint car, midget, and more late model starts on tap. The one thing I wasn't super stoked about on watching the reaction to Larson's win is the late model guys Larson was up against kind of getting bagged on. I feel like we need to stop thinking about these wins as Larson's competition not being good or talented or whatever that looks like. We need to think of it like this guy is just incredible behind the wheel. He's just that good. He's able to jump between. Between car types and service types with just an insane level of ease. There's almost no transition time for him to acclimate. And that's not a knock against his competition. It's an affirmation of just how good he is. In that Lucas field, there were series champions and hundreds of race wins, plenty of future Hall of Famers, and they don't really deserve that disrespect. Larson is a great driver in great equipment, and he got it done in a very big way. As for the rest of the field, there were some good runs and some guys who will probably be looking for more headed to East Bay. I was surprised to see Ricky Thornton Jr. not make the future. He was so so good out there in Arizona. And Jimmy Owens had a nice run driving from 13th to finish fourth. His last two races will be in nice momentum swing into the rest of Speed Week. It's important to keep in mind though uh, that full-time competitors will only have five of these nine races count towards season points, so guys can afford to take some off, or not take some nights off, but to have some off nights. Uh, after our practice day yesterday at East Bay Luxo Late Model Dirt Series is back in action tonight. You can watch live on MAV TV Plus and the MAV TV Facebook page for free. In that practice session last night they had 74 cars on the property so it's gonna be a tough week at east bay trying to make those shows 4.10 4.10 sprint car season for the Outlaws and the All-Stars hasn't started yet, but we did have some 4.10 racing over the weekend. The Wild Wing shootout at Arizona Speedway ran Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and the first two days were dominated by young buddy Kofoid. Friday, Kofoid sat on the pole and led every lap en route to the win. The real fun was happening behind him with Donnie Schatz and Carson Macedo going to war in the late stages of that race, going for second. In the end, Shots just nipped Macedo at the line. Aaron Reitzel and Lance DeWeese rounded out the top five on night two Corey Eliason started on the pole with Kofoid back in fifth they took Eliason about 14 laps to catch the back of the field and that lap traffic was all Kofoid needed he went third to first down the back straightaway around Eliason and Geo Selzy to take control of the race Eliason made a run at him just past halfway but it wasn't enough Kofoid grabbed the win on Saturday over Eliason Carson Macedo Geo Selzy and Rico Abreu On Sunday, after a brief weather delay, they got the full program in for the sprint cars and modifies, and the feature belonged to Tony Stewart. He led every lap from the pole to take the win on the final night and $10,000. Dominic Selzy tried to run him down in the late going, but had to settle for second. DJ Neto, Rico Abreu, and Corey Eliason rounded out the top five. Even though he ended up uh, out on the final night with mechanical trouble, it was a big weekend for Kofoid. The Reinbold-Underwood team he was driving for is more known for midgets and non-wing racing, but they certainly came to play this weekend. Makes you want to see Kofoid more often in a wing car. It was also a very good weekend just for the California talent in general. Names like Kofoid, Eliasson, Macedo, Abreu, and the Selsies, all from California, all had really good performances. It'll be interesting to see in the coming weeks if these early laps pay dividends for the guys running with the All-Stars and Outlaws, especially for somebody like Aaron Reitzel who moved to Roth Motorsports and is getting ready for that first Outlaw season. Literally minutes after I posted Friday's episode of the show, CJB Motorsports announced their plans for the 2021 sprint car season. Brent Marks is returning to the seat of their number five machine and will join the All-Stars full-time to chase the championship. We wondered initially what that All-Star field would look like this season with the loss of Aaron Reitzel to the Outlaws, but all of a sudden the list of full-timers is stacked. Now includes Marks, Corey Eliasson, Tyler Courtney, Bill Baylog, Lucas Wolf, Ian Madsen, Bill Balog, or actually I already said Bill Balog, <laughs> uh, and many, many others there marks made 19 all-star starts in 2020 picking up a win at eldora in september at the governor's reign along with the release for marks the team also announced they will field a second car the number 23 for paul mcmahon mcmahon who is 21st all-time in World of outlaws wins with 27 will run around 60 so, uh, shows for cjb including with the all-stars outlaws pennsylvania speed week and a few pennsylvania weekly shows McMahon was a full-timer with the All-Stars in 2020, driving for Tom Book, but departed that team at season's end. His best All-Star finish last year was a second at Fremont in July. The All-Stars opened their season on Friday at Scrubbin Motor Speedway in Georgia. More on that as the week goes along. It wasn't but a few days ago that we were talking about Dirt Vision adding husett Speedway weekly action to the streaming service for 2021, and on Friday they added another popular racetrack. 10 Friday night 410 sprint car shows, along with three Sundays of midget racing from Jack. Jackson, uh, Jacksonville Speedway in Illinois will now be included in the monthly and yearly fast pass. Jacksonville is a tight little bull bullring that always puts on good shows. If you haven't seen racing for the mayor before, I definitely check, uh, recommend checking it out this season with Dirt Vision. It's a nice addition to Dirt Vision there. Uh, in a Facebook post over the weekend from Shawn Michael, it was revealed that Buddy Kofoid will drive for the, uh, he and Chris Dyson during the USAC Sprint Car portion of the Winter Dirt Games at Bubba Raceway Park coming up in a few weeks. Kofoid, who is coming off that very strong weekend at the Wild Wing Shootout, made three USAC Sprint Car starts in 2020, all at Kokomo during SmackDown. He finished the, uh, in the top five all three nights. He'll definitely be one to watch these uh, three nights at Bubba upcoming to start the season. And in other USAC sprint car news from the last few days. KO Motorsports announced they are adding a third full-time team for 2021 alongside Chase Stocken and rookie Paul Neenheiser. 19-year-old Carson Garrett will step up from midget competition uh, to join the team for his rookie sprint car campaign. He made two MSCS starts with KO in uh, 2020 late in the season at Hobstadt, and has three USAC national midget starts on his resume. Garrett has been a regular at the Chili Bowl in recent seasons as well, appearing in a C-Main back about nine days ago. He and the team plan to race through the midpoint in the year and then reevaluate at that point uh, on if to continue to finish out the season. Garrett will also continue his studies as a sophomore at Metro State University in Colorado. Skyler G, who will race full-time again this season with the All-Star Circuit of Champions, announced on Twitter yesterday that he will pilot the Grove Racing 28 for Georgia and Florida All-Star races. G finished fifth in the standings with the All-Stars in 2020 with 10 top 10 finishes in 44 starts. He picked up an All-Star win at Lincoln Speedway back in 2019. The Grove car is the same car that Tim Schaefer won in at Attica with the All-Stars back in September. On Saturday night at East Bay, Kevin Adams nipped Jason Hughes at the line by .037 seconds following a green-white checkered restart to grab the $5,000 modified finale of the Winter Nationals. It's the second straight year Adams has won the finale. Hughes was second, Shane Burrows third, Devin Dixon fourth, and Drake Troutman was fifth. The Florida modified swing continues later this week at North Florida Speedway. I'm going to drop a new Conversations episode later today. This one features Dirt Track Digest's Mike Mallett. We preview the opening Florida stretch for the two Northeast Modified Series, uh, talk about what to watch this season with the Short Track Super Series and a Super Dirt Car Series, and we talk Modifieds at Bristol and a whole lot more. You can find that episode in this podcast feed or on the Dirt Tracker YouTube channel. There are three items on the streaming schedule today. Besides Flow Racing 24-7, Dirt Vision has the final round of the iRacing World of Outlaws Sprint Car World Championship, and Mav TV Plus has the first night of Lucas Late Models live from East Bay Raceway Park. To see the full daily streaming schedule, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. hope everybody has a good Monday. You can find Dirt Tracker daily on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or where you get podcasts. Please subscribe and leave a review. You can also watch the show every day on YouTube and Facebook. Those likes and subscribes on YouTube are appreciated as well. You can email the show at info I do check those every single day. You can follow Dirt Tracker on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at dirt tracker d-i-r-t-r-a-c-k-r you can check out the website for all kinds of cool dirt racing stuff by visiting dirttracker.com. and you can follow me personally on twitter at justin underscore fiedler thanks everybody for tuning in i'll see you tomorrow for more dirt tracker daily